we're on page Chaf. We will start um, about 12 lines down. Uh, the first word in line is Chulu, then a period. So then we were talking about going from level to level. Uh, we're talking about different levels in terms of learning Torah. We're talking about different levels in terms of davening. And he says like this, Kasher Meir Ha'or Begili Mamish Benabsha. So when there is a mamish a gilui of light in his soul. So what happens to him? I mean, in other words, this is, this is the question. We've been talking about davening. We've been talking about different levels in the davening and what I do and what happens to me when, when I do these things. So he brings a very important point here. The important point that he's bringing is that it's not just a, an exercise, uh, like a mental exercise of reading words. Davening, the way it's supposed to work is through making myself into a kli, through my meditation in Hashem ahead of time, what's supposed to happen is that I'm supposed to uh, invite, reveal the or in my neshama. And when I reveal the or in my neshama, it's not just like, oh, okay, there it goes. No, what's happening is that I'm going to feel a tremendous simcha, a tremendous happiness, a tremendous pleasure from it. Right? In other words, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that's like almost like a, a physical manifestation within me that I'm experiencing. Yes, Shalom? When we do the meditation, we're referring to the Zimra and everything before Shemaster or referring to uh, before Davening? Talking about before Davening. We're talking about the meditation before davening, which causes us to be ready for the davening, and then it causes us to meditate while we're davening. We're supposed to be thinking through the words and what they mean and everything like that. Shemis alavaya, that he has pleasure with Hashem, v'chinis dveikus mamish, and he feels an inyan of dveikus mamish. Namely, shenidbek v'ha'or, that he's cleaving to the light itself. V'ha'uhu v'chinis av So as we were talking about, right, last time, that this is a, a level of tzaddikim. This is a very, very high level. This avabatanugim is like the highest level you can get. Like he talks about in chapter, chapters 9 and 10 in Tanya, and then we bring it up again in chapter 14 in Tanya, right? This idea of a tzaddik, how he is experiencing this unbelievable pleasure in Hashem, which is really just it, what he's experiencing is the or of Hashem in himself. He's actually experiencing it. However, what about a person where the or is not shining begilui? Right? It's just not that's not, not where he's holding, right? Okay, so in other words, he doesn't feel necessarily the actual or itself. But what he does experience is the etzim wondrousness, the ilui, the the, the elevation of the or ain't self. In other words, He's not necessarily experiencing the or like a tzaddik, but he's understanding, he's experiencing that how incredible Hashem is. So what happens is that he has this amazing desire to just want to become close to Hashem, to become included in Hashem. It's idea of a, of a ratza, that this, this wanting to run towards Hashem in himself. And we sometimes experience it, even, even like a little bit of a level of this, that when a person is really thinking about Hashem and thinking about Yiddishkeit and thinking about his life and thinking about these things. A person can build up in himself, not necessarily that he's experiencing the or ain't so. He's not experiencing the or ain't so. But he can, to a touch, he could experience the idea of the hafla, of the, like how wondrous Hashem is, how incredible Hashem is. 
And that experience of how incredible Hashem is causes him to want to experience Hashem even more or to become very excited about Yiddishkeit, be excited about doing all different types of, uh, of Yiddish things. That excitement that he feels is not coming from the clear blue sky. It's coming from this. That's where it's coming from. That's what he's talking about. And he wants to, and then all of a sudden, become like, oh, he wants, he wants, uh, he wants more of this. That's what, that's what he's experiencing. So in general, the idea is that there is more of a revelation of the nefesh elokis. or through the light that's shining in his soul. How does this come about? Through his spending the time meditating on the greatness of Hashem, so he makes himself more and more into a keli for it. Like he's making him, himself into this keli. Shemispayel b'nafsho. Interesting reflexive word. Right? He is affecting his soul. In other words, through his choice of meditating, through his choice of thinking, contemplating, spending the time thinking through Hasidus, not just reading the Hasidus, but actually thinking through it, what's happening is, is that he's causing himself to become impacted by it. He's causing himself to be impacted by Hashem. His wonder is like elevation. Whether we're talking about a level of which is more the idea of the Av Batanug, and that's a tzaddik, or this idea that it's not that he experiences actually the aura of Hashem, but he's experiencing that, look, Hashem is amazing, Hashem is wondrous, Hashem is like, I want more of that, right? So in order for this to be a perfect avoda in davening, whether it's idea of number one, the kiruv and dveikis, right, which is the idea of more of a tzaddik, or the idea of wanting to become just included more in Hashem. So, so how does the person get to this point? So he can't just turn on a switch. It's not like uh, all of a sudden he, you know, he wakes up one morning and then he turns on the light switch and all of a sudden he experiences it. Everything has to have a hakdama. Everything has to have a inter. Uh, like a pre- uh, preface, or what's a hagdama, an introduction stage, right? So what's the introduction stage here? So the first thing he has to do is he has to prepare himself through a f- experience of feeling bitter, of feeling lowly, of recognizing where he really is. Now, the thing is that you, you, can't, you can't go from one extreme to the other like that. It doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't change your emotions on a dime. It's not like a dial-up, you know, thing that you all of a sudden, okay, okay, now everyone, ready, turn, boom. You know, it's like, remember like when we would go like sailing, right, when we were kids. You ever do sailing? No one ever did sailing? These two-man boats, these, they called them sunfishes at the time. And you had to like, uh, you know, you do like going on, one, one guy was in the back holding the rudder, one guy was in the front, you know, holding the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the rope for the, the thing. And all of a sudden... The guy in the back would say, coming about, and you have to like be ready because he's going to turn the rudder a certain way and the, and the whole boat is going to flip around. When the boat turns around, what happens is the sail goes flying across the boat where you are. like It's like standing up like this, and it comes like all the way across to the other side. So you have to, like, you have to lower your head. You have to like you have to otherwise the the tail's gonna just knock you right off the boat. It's like it'll take you right out because a big you know it's a metal thing. So in other words, you know when he turns that rudder like that, it's like all of a sudden the boat like mamish turns and the whole sail just flips to the other side. 
You know, it, it's not like that. You can't turn like that. You can't, you, you can't like all of a sudden change the energy. You can't like, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. So what do you have to do? So he says, Right? Like it says, a person, we have this in, in, in the Gemara, right? That a person cannot stand up to davening except what's kaibid roish? So Rashi explains over there, kaibid roish means a, a level of subjugation of oneself and a level of shiftless of lowering oneself down. So what does it mean that he becomes bitter? What is the meaning of marirus? The idea of marirus here is from the concept of being far away from Hashem. Like he recognizes in himself that he's far away. He recognizes in himself that through the things that he does, he's far away. Yeah. Hachna means uh, to subjugate oneself, to lower oneself, right? That he's bitter on how far away he is. So what happens? He has to make a cheshbon tzedek. He has to make a calculation on himself. How he's very far away. In other words, how is this whole thing supposed to work? So what we obviously know here is that he can't go, like I said before, with the you know with the boat. You know, you can't just change like that. So here we're talking about a krishma shalamita. That a person has to do a cheshven nefesh every day. And he has to see to himself, right? What did I do today? Did I do things positive? Did I do things negative? Could I have done things better? Well, I did this pretty good. I did this pretty bad. This is about, you know. In other words, he goes through in himself like a cheshven, right? And overall, he experiences, he realizes that, wow, you know, he could have done things a lot better than he did. And by recognizing that he could have done things a lot better than he did, right, he recognizes that, wow, by me doing A, B, and C, I pushed myself away from Hashem. I made things, like my relationship, not so good. In other words, when you have a relationship with another person, right, it's important to recognize where you're standing. And it's, under, and it's important to say that what you're going to do is going to impact their relationship. You know, if you smile at the person, if you speak nicely to the person, if you scream at the person, if you are demanding of the person, you know, all these things through your own actions, through my own actions, we are going to, we are going to uh, cause the relationship to be one way or the other. So the same thing is a person has to recognize, even though Hashem is not standing there and saying, screaming at you, why did you yell at me? Why did you do this to me? Don't you love me? You know, right? He's not going to do that. But on the other hand, He does send us messages. And you have to be able to read the messages. And those messages sometimes are like not so much fun. And so a person has to recognize when he's getting this message, okay, what, what's going on here? Why am I getting this message? And a person has to do a reflection on himself to see, oh, this is something that needs to change. Right? This is something that we have to work on. This is something that, you know, okay, we got we to gotta make a, some life changes here. We got to make some different choices. Right? So when a person starts to go down that street, so all of a sudden he realizes, wow, you know, I'm not doing things the way they should be done. I, I, I think we have to change here. Right? This is, this, is, this is what we're talking about here. So this is what he's saying, that it has to start off with, when a person starts off in that manner of, of that feeling of, 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 wow, I'm not, you know, on top of the world. So the fact that I'm not on top of the world allows me to be humble. And when I'm humble, I'm a different person. That's the key point of this whole story. That when I am humble, I'm different. And that's where it's really at. 
the humility is, is essential. That he's bitter because he's far away from Hashem. And he makes a chesh von tzedek in himself how he's far away. This causes him to come to even a greater state of subjugating oneself in lowliness. Not in a terrible, not in like this fake crocodile tear way. But he recognizes that, look, you know, uh, I need to do better. I, things have to get, in a, you know, a better way. Right, that it becomes very shuffle, right, in, in, in his own eyes. So after doing something like this, this is how his soul could really shine after davening. When a person is meditating. So in other words, he's making himself into a fitting keli to be able to receive the light of Hashem. Right, like they say that uh, that that you know, first thing you have to do, right, when you make when you make uh, this is a very famous uh, marshal, but when they have a, a famous dish in the Jewish uh, culinary school, it's called kishke, not the kishke that you buy in the store. The kishke that you buy in the store is is not real kishke. Kishke is intestines, right, of the cow, right, and what they would do is they would. Right, they have to fill it up with, uh, you know, with with flour and different spices and all different things. In it, right, and it, it tastes apparently it tastes very very good. But the first thing you have to do with the kishke is you have to clean it out, to clean it out from all the garbage that's going through the intestines, right, through the kishkes of, of, of this thing, right. That's a, a very famous uh, muscle. So same thing with us. So in order to become, in order to become more of a keli, so this is how a person becomes a keli. Person has to do a, a reflection on himself the night before, and when he reflects on himself the night before, and he recognizes that there are certain things he needs to change, and by recognizing that he can, he needs to change these things, he goes ahead and changes it. Right? It's not something that's supposed to be a drama, like that he goes into a depression or something like that. Not the, but the opposite. He realizes that this is something I want to change in myself, and I recognize that I've done made mistakes, and now I have to get better. And then the next morning when he's misbeinen, he's coming at it from a point of, of humility. That like Hashem is, you know, taking care of me regardless of all my mistakes that I've made and all the rechuk that I have, all the distance I have from Hashem and everything like that. And look at look at how much he's taking care of me anyway. Now he's a keli to sit and meditate about it about the Abishtar. Then he has an idea that he could be in a state of kiruv. Right, which is more the idea of the Avatanu game of the tzaddik, a level of rishpeish, like a burning fire, like he wants, he's far away and he wants to come closer. Right? It's two different levels he's referring to here. Is that clear? Yes? Rishpeish, a burning fire. What? A burning fire. Right? That's why we do doing Chazara. Shalom, very good. Now, when a person really reflects on where he's standing and where he's holding, he recognizes that he's pretty far away from where he needs to be. So then this causes there to be even a more of a mariris, a more of a bitterness in himself. In other words, 
modern society, and our Nefesh Bahamis in particular, want us to bl- play the blame game. Right? We're always blaming someone else for all my issues. This one's doing this, and this one's doing that, and this one's doing the other thing. It's the blame game. That's what's going on. Right? <clears throat> and instead, what we're saying here is, no. Forget about the blame game. Right? It's me. I have to, I have to fix myself. And by me fixing myself, by doing a cheshba nefesh, I'm able to fix myself. Hashem is not throwing me out of the, out of the game here. But he wants me to fix myself. It's much easier. The Nefesh Bahamis wants to say is, no, it's that person's fault and that person's fault and the other person's fault. And did you see what he did to me and he did to me and he did to me? No. Not to take responsibility. My dog ate my homework type of thing. Here is, we, we got to stop playing the blame game. We take responsibility and you recognize, wow, I'm pretty far away from where I need to be. Yeah? So then he says, right? So what happens is, it's a very weird thing. If you think about it, like I and at, um, at first glance, you wouldn't imagine that this is the way it is. But the more you're able to get into a state of this marirus, the more simcha you're going to develop in yourself. In other words, people are afraid to go here because they think it's going to fo- cause them to fall into a depression. But what we see, in fact, is the opposite. That the more bitter that a person feels, the more he wants to fix up, the more happy he's going to feel afterwards when he goes through this meditation. Because when he meditates, then afterwards, what winds up happening is that all of a sudden there's fertile ground for the ore of the light of Hashem to, to settle on. And there, all of a sudden, he starts to feel his neshama because he's gotten rid of all the dirt. So now that he's gotten rid of all the dirt, all of a sudden now he feels in the shama, he feels the soul, and, and all of a sudden it, it, that's what's making him feel happy. In other words, people are constantly trying to feel happy by buying things. Whether it's buying electronic toys, or buying cars, or buying houses, or buying this, or maybe it's buying food, right? Going to a special restaurant or whatever. But that's not really ever going to cause him to be besimcha. Because the real simcha comes, the real simcha comes from, from his soul, when he experiences his soul. That's where the simcha is coming from. So you have to figure out a way to get to that simcha. So you have, when a person uncovers, gets rid of all the dirt that's covering up the soul, so to speak. So then what happens is that he feels the soul. When he feels the soul, that's when he feels the simcha. That's what he's winding up feeling. That's, that's the game. That's the name of the game. And so what he's saying here is stop playing the blame game. Instead, work on oneself. Recognize that a person has done things that are not 100% where they need to be. And I want to fix myself. And when I fix myself, right, so then I change everything around. I begin to pull off the dirt from my soul that's covering over my soul. When I pull off the dirt, when I'm covering over my soul, then when I go to Davin, all of a sudden, the ore has a place to, to, to attach to. When the ore has a place to attach to, what am I feeling? I'm feeling Hashem. I'm feeling my life. I'm feeling my soul. I'm feeling a tremendous happiness. That's how it works. Yeah? And that's what he says here. Right? Right? According to a, according to the uh, 
basically, according to the to the challenge, is also the reward. According to the meriris, according to the bitterness that person feels, right? That's how it's going to be. That's how you're going to have a ribui, a greater amount of ore and, and revelation afterwards. Yeah, are you feel? Are you are you with me? Yeah. The kamo betshuva the Rosh Hashanah v'yom Kippurim, like the tshuva Rosh Hashanah v'yom Kippur. Kol shat tshuva ba'oymek yoiser. The more that the tshuva is deeper and greater, shaharichu nogeya lo ma'oid ba'oymek pinimius nafsho. So the more that the 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 farness, like the farness that he feels from Hashem, it's going to impact him in a much more pinimiusic way. And he, he feels pain to the extent that he's winds up crying from the bitterness of his soul. Until the point that when a person cries so much, he loses his whole tsura, his whole image of himself uh, and, and who he is and what he is and his whole, uh, like his whole uh, form, good word, right? His whole form, right? Because he's just broken. So he makes here er He loses himself completely. This is the idea of blowing the shofar, the shvarim and the trua. Yeah? Like it says, right? The idea of this wailing that a person does when he's crying. Right? That's the idea of the of the blowings of, of the shofar. The shvarim is like the long, right? The uh, 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 like a crying like that. And whereas the the trua is a, <laughs> a right person can't catch his breath because he's so in pain by whatever happened. And then you get to the voice, this hidden voice that you can't even hear. This the most panemiastic voice when a person is really at that end of his, uh, of his uh, tether, so to speak. Right? It's like he gets to that point that it's like most panemius level. That it's there's nothing you can't you can't even bring out a voice anymore. There's nothing left. When a person gets to that point, that's when he allows himself to be a, a, a suitable vessel for a very high level light to come down into him. That's how it works. And then a tremendous amount of light can come down. <clears throat> from the from the mater, from the most narrowest place, right? That's where I call out to Hashem. The begin is mater v'bitul v'tachlis. This level of a mater, right? A a narrow place and a bitul, complete nullification. Nasya nasa ayin mamish that he becomes an ayin, becomes like nothing. He becomes broken in himself. And then what's the rest of this line from Hallel? Right, Anani 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 means I will answer you with the great with. Right? Hashem is saying to us that when a person works on himself, makes himself into this nothing, makes himself into this completely bitledika person, so then Hashem is ready to answer us. But he answers us from a very wide place. He answers us from a place of tremendous uh, abundance. We'll put it like that. Like he says, from a width and a tremendous abundance. Or like we say after Yishtabach, right? Every day during the Aserah Shemei Truva, 
from my depths, I call out to you, Hashem. Next page. Namely, in order to draw down a totally new level of Havaya, this level from the Pneumis of Atmos or Enzo, that's through this amazing idea of Tshuva from the depths of a person's heart and bitling himself. That's the way it is every day in davening. That's the way it's supposed to be, not just on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Every day a person has a chance to be holding here. Like we say, never you can't stand up to davening unless you have a koyved roish. That through this marirus, through this bitterness, this, and this bitl out of his mitzias, when he's mamish in a level of bitl, yeah? That's how he's going to experience, right, the orabaya during the davening. Yeah? That's why a person also by Torah, that it doesn't just come easy learning Torah. Person has to work at it. Person has to struggle. Person has to put his efforts in. Person has to put his, his his soul into it. His life and his soul and everything. Yeah. Through tremendous efforts, learning is supposed to come through work. That a person has to work at trying to understand what it is that he's saying, what it is that he's learning, what it is that he's trying to, you know, what Hashem is trying to tell him with this. Ad until he finally, like he's like he's giving up completely, right? Total give up of his soul in order that he should be able to get this wisdom. In other words, he can't just be like, okay, let's just uh, one of these. He has to be like trying to figure out what is what is Hashem trying to tell me here? What is this? What is this Mishnah? What is this Taisus? What is this Gemara? What is this Mimer? What is it? What is it? What is what is going on here? So when a person puts his effort into it, he puts his his sweat and tears into it, right? And he feels himself like a nothing, like he can't figure out what's going on. Right? He's like really broken because he can't figure it out. So then, right? He pushes his heart with this tremendous effort, with this tremendous worry, through his not understanding what is going on, until he gets sick with himself. That's how he's able to get to a very deep level of Chachma, the Yisroen Or, with a tremendous amount of light, but Or HaMeyer, the light that's shining, Bifnim Meiros Bipanim Mesbiros, right? So in other words, in this tremendous way that he'll be able to really experience the light of Hashem, is going to shine inside of him. So this is what we're saying here. The, the goal of this whole thing is, is that we're not just going through exercises here with regards to learning, with regards to davening. The objective is to experience the light of Hashem in our souls. When we experience the light of Hashem in our souls, it lifts us up, it changes our whole being. It makes us be besimcha, it makes us feel the pleasure. That's what winds up happening here. So that's what we're talking about doing. And that's the effort that we have to make. Is that clear? Is that good? All right, so let's do Chazara now. Mitz Hashem. And we'll pick up from here tomorrow.